What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. What's up, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside co-host Jack Manis. And today you're listening to the 137th episode of the podcast. Welcome back, Hogline Nation. Hello, Jack. Hello. How are you? I'm well. I'm glad you're able to make it today. You uh, were almost bedridden from the vaccine. This is true. Jack had I mean, a, Jack, I, I, I kind of was, was outlining his night, and he didn't sleep much. Yeah. It's a pretty long story. I yeah. suppose I won't retell it. I just told Mitchell it. We'll save it for the Patreon. True. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, well, welcome back, folks. Today, we have a very laid-back, casual episode for you today. When do we have uptight episodes? You know, some 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 episodes are... Very uh, down to business, very analytics and statistics driven. Not this one. No notes. Throw out the notes. Uh, you know, you know. This is just gonna be two guys sitting back talking some sports. That's right. <laughs> so yeah. Um, today we'll be talking about. Uh, we'll give you a little bit of a snapshot of the NBA playoffs so far through. I'd say almost halfway through the first round. In, uh, in most cases, uh, some games going on tonight, game threes. And so we'll be giving a little bit of our uh, thoughts so far in the series. And we'll be talking about uh, some sports betting. I don't know what about sports betting, but we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. I've been, I've been diving back into some, some, some wagers. Uh, I, I like to take some breaks sometimes just because, especially if I'm on a cold streak, I don't like to, you know, lose a lot of money at once so sometimes it just take like a month or month and a half off um, which is always good but you know sometimes they uh they give you pretty much free money so you got to capitalize on that true so just they can suck you back in you can lose more right but i've been pretty good i've been over the past week or so the one that that got me back into it was it was one of those hammer the over ones where every certain amount of increments of people it drives the the total down and it was like okay as long as it's over 31 points in game one of the clippers mavs game you get uh you know it, it was the boost was from like minus 10,000 to plus 100 so and the, the most you could do is 25 so it's a pretty much a free 25 dollars. Yeah, luca got that alone 
<laughs> Easy. <laughs> right. Um, so that's what kind of drew me back in. And then uh, I, I withdrew, you know, we don't have to get it. We'll save it for the end of it when we're going to talk about it. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been making some and some uh, spring on some NHL, mainly MLB and uh, NBA stuff. But uh, we'll get into that at the end of today's episode. But uh, we'll, we'll uh, backtrack a little bit to the series. Um, I guess we can start with the Eastern Conference. Um, okay. And we'll go with the, the Sixers and the Wizards. Sixers lead 2-0. Last night, they won by 25, I believe. I think it was 120-95, if I'm not Correct. mistaken. Yes. Game mm-hmm. one, it was the, the Sixers. It was a little bit of a closer game. They won by seven. Right. Ben Simmons played really well last night. I saw a couple of his highlights on Twitter, especially that there was that big dunk he had where he really bullied that guy uh, down in the post, and then he really threw it down. So ben Yeah, he's making really... defensive stops too as well. He looked good. Right. So he really showed up in uh, game two. Yeah, I'm looking at the stat. The, his final line was 22-9-8. and eight. Um, Shot 73%. So... He did really well there. Didn't get to the line in game two. I know there were, that was a big storyline in game one, how he uh, missed six three for free throws in game one. Um, right. So, yeah, what do you think? And I guess the, 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 big, the big one was the popcorn incident as well. Right. Yeah, I'll get to that after the game. But um, the Sixers' big three showed up yesterday. Uh, pretty even spread of scoring. Game one, it was pretty much Tobias and MB both had over 30. Um, Sixers is a very, very good team. And honestly, I was talking to someone, I think if the Sixers were in the West, they'd be the one seed. Um, that's how highly I think of them. Because their starting five is very good. Uh, but the Doc Rivers is fantastic as well. Um However, I don't think they're going to beat the Nets, um, but we'll get to that sure in a few weeks when that happens. Unless the Bucks win, beat the Nets, I don't know. But um, Wizards stink. I said it when our our playoff yeah, preview episode. Ago, said that. Yeah, they're just so outside of Beal and Russ. They're so so thin. Like their third best players, honestly, Achimura and like Ish Smith. That's really bad, and. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people want to blame Scott Brooks, but I don't blame him. His team's just not good. That's just the truth. Beal is fantastic. I think anyone who watched the game knows or saw him. He's just such a prolific scorer. He set he second leading scorer in the NBA this whole season. So um, he's fantastic. Russ is still fantastic as well. And I guess you you preface the popcorn incident. And obviously that's horrible. I mean, even objectively speaking, not even me being the big Russell Westbrook fan I am. Like, if you, if any Philly fans are defending that and you're like, "Oh, you're such a baby, Russ," I because I, I saw that really... I saw that on Instagram. Like, some people repost the video and like, like that's just not. I didn't really see any of that. I did. I saw several people. Um, repost the whatever house ESPN post saying like welcome to Philly or like I love Philly stuff like that like that's 
that's not how fans should act. And I know we have such disdain towards Philly fans, um, but like, that's just not okay. I, I really don't even know why I have to argue it, but like, if you don't see how that's wrong, then you're just delusional, a delusional Philadelphia sports fan. That's really it. And I, I pr- probably beat a dead horse saying that bashing the Philly sports fan, but like everyone in the whole, uh, like in the NBA would agree with me. I, you see a bunch of players are tweeting, speaking out about it. Analysts were too like, that, I don't know. It's just stupid. Same thing about, well, I guess we'll get to the next series, but do you see the uh, Russ or Trey Young got spit on? Yeah, I did. Um, and yeah, so, th- I mean, you see prominent figures in the media, like Stephen A. Smith, uh, really speaking out and saying, like, there should be harsher, I guess, punishments for fan for b- this, uh, this bad behavior. Um, so definitely a hot topic right now that's being discussed and, a lot of, I mean, I mean, from what I've seen, the majority of people do believe the fan should be uh, held to a higher standard. So, and you know, I saw uh, Shaq made a great point today on Inside the NBA. Um, everyone just saying ban the fan for life, which I believe that he is. But another thing is, show his face. There's cameras all over the arena. I'm, I, if you see the video in both the spitting incident and in the popcorn incident they the fan's face is not shown like i think they they should have shown his face so that guy is publicly known for being an expletive yeah Yeah. (laughs) right no that's a good point i didn't even really think about that so um yeah definitely you're right that's very interesting all the angles you really see at least i've seen i haven't really seen yeah none of the videos that you see right there's only really one video each for each incident that they've that has gone viral, but yeah, it doesn't show either face. Hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. Because a ban for life, I mean, like, what does that even do? You know, like your friend just buys tickets and like, right? We were discussing in. it in our in our group chat today, but yeah, we definitely think there are there are ways around that. So yeah, like that's whatever. Yeah. Right. So all right, any anything else with the actual series with this one, or else we can move on to the uh, the next one. Anything you got to say? I don't think so. Uh, I'd be surprised if Washington even takes one when it, the series goes to D.C. We're recording after uh, game two is yesterday. Uh, game three will be tomorrow, I believe, unless there's an tra- extra travel day. But um, especially with Russ being injured, I don't know what this, his status is, if he's going to play. If he plays, I doubt he'd really be 100% because it didn't. his injury did look not, not good at all. So um, I'd be surprised if they even still won at home, the Wizards. So... It should right. be a sweep. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And game game three is on Saturday, not tomorrow. Okay, yeah. All right, we'll move on to the the next series, the 4-5 matchup between the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. Series is knotted up at one apiece as it goes back to Atlanta on Friday, tomorrow at 7. Very good series so far. Both games, I believe, were pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah, each, each game was. Did you did you were you able to watch the whole thing or any? What were you able to watch at these two games? Uh, I only, I think I only saw the end of game one. Okay, each game. I think I watched both games from start to finish, and th- these games are fantastic. I've said in our group chat and to other to people that, like, if you're a fan of basketball, 
uh, of the actual sport. Like, let's just say college basketball fans, if you know what I mean, who maybe those who criticize the NBA for being a star dominant league, not competitive, no defense, like stuff like that. If you're one of those people, you got to watch this series because fantastic game from start to finish in game one and two. Um, I mean, for we'll start with the Hawks side, Trey Young is as he's been the whole season is their focal point. I believe he he had thirty last night. I believe he had thirty also in thirty two game one. Yeah, above thirty in game one. Um, he's really uh, I mean, he's their star and he's showing it. Um, the the Hawks themselves are they're a pretty deep team, as I mentioned on our preview episode. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, fantastic for the second half of the season. He's been having a, a great first two games. Um, he's been stepping up for them. Uh, I mean, just as a whole, they're the Hawks are playing well. And in game one, it'll go jump to the Knicks in game one. Uh, their star and Julius Randle, our most improved player of the year, just announced that. Um, he did not have a great game. You know, I think he actually. Okay, he. I'm sure if you if you didn't see game one, or you saw the box score after game one, you could tell that he didn't have a game that Julius Randle typically does. Um, and then if you check the box score in game two, I believe he had the same line: fifteen points, twelve rebounds in game one, and then in game two he also had uh, fifteen points and twelve rebounds. Um, but and honestly, he shot similarly from the field, but you could tell he, he made more of a difference in game two. He had a, definitely had a stronger game two. Um, he was cold in the first half. I believe he didn't have a shot. He didn't have a, a make from the field all on free throws. I think he had like four points in like the third, by the third quarter, but then he kind of turned it on. Um, but aside from the scoring, he definitely made, he made some improvements in game two. Uh, the highlight of the Knicks though, Derek Rose, and it's awesome to see him ball out like this. Uh, I believe he played the most minutes of the Knicks. Yeah, 39 minutes in game two, 26 points. Uh, just he was making plays throughout the entirety of the game. And similarly in game one, uh, he also – I clicked on the wrong one. I believe he 17, also played – 17-5-5, five five, 37 minutes. In game one? Yes. Yeah, so he had the most minutes for both of them in game one. Um, it's awesome to see him play well. Uh no, Derek Rose. Oh, 17, 5, and 5. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess that's all. What it, what do you think about these two first games? No, they've been really great. Uh, and we will touch on it later when we get to the betting, but you know, Knicks are always playing that slow defensive pace of play. So right. the unders are definitely gonna hit in these game, these games. Right. Yeah. Or I mean, yeah, so we'll get into it later, but yeah, I really you know, the Hawks are a more talented team, but the Knicks are really fun. And I really want them to win and I want them to play the Sixers. So I really want to see that in the second round. So I, I feel like a lot of people are, are pulling for that as well. Right. And you said they're how fun the Knicks are. Like, and we said it in our preview episode, like, I, I don't know how you can root against the Knicks. Like they've been the laughing stock of the league for year for probably, well, I guess they made the plus 13. So like, let's say seven years now. Um, and everyone knows the the New York fan base for the Knicks in particular and how the legacy of Madison Square Garden. 
And from watching all the other playoff games, I feel like they the MSG's got to they have to be letting in the most fans. Either that or they're just nuts and they're so loud. I know I like I I it's it seems like it's packed like every seat there. Um, it's I've never been to MSG for a Knicks game, and definitely not a time when the Knicks were relevant have I been. But um, it's it's awesome to see it even on TV how electric the stadium seems and um no they aren't the most talented so like i don't uh they have a ceiling at this point right yeah like if they play the sixers they're not gonna win that series and i want to say that they're gonna give the sixers problems in the garden but i don't know it's a it's it's got to be a tough atmosphere to play as an opposing team so we'll i'll say i'll label it as it'll be interesting to see the six gentleman sweep yeah maybe they'll, they'll i'd say they'd steal at least uh, they'll steal one at home um yeah let's go next yeah definitely all right so we will move on to the let's go bucks and heats okay currently playing right now and the bucks are winning by 21 in the fourth so Right. Bucks are looking to go up 3-0, and we all know what happens from there. No team in NBA history has ever come back from a 3-0. So, looks like Milwaukee is, by all indications, unless something bizarre and unprecedented happens here in, in the next few days to a week, looks like Bucks are moving on the second round, and they've got a strong hold on this series here. And it's good for them, at least. I mean, last year we all know what happened when these two teams uh, met. And yeah, looks like the Bucks are conquering their their demons a little bit here in the postseason. Uh, right. Um, I don't know. I was really, really not expecting this out of the Heat. Um, as I've mentioned, they're the Heat are not the same team as they were last year. Last year, what I love most about them is their depth and they really don't go that deep this year. Like maybe like seven deep of quality players, in my opinion, which was completely different than last year. I, I believe they had like 10 to even 11. Um, so the biggest thing about the Bucks difference from last year, this year, it's the addition of Drew Holiday. He's played fantastic these first two games. Um, game two, he went 11 points, 15 rebounds or 15 assists, seven rebounds. I think he went for like 20 and 11 in game one. Uh, he's been fantastic. Also defends very well for a guard. Um, and yeah, the Bucks. also PJ Tucker is a solid addition too. different this year. Uh, Bucks are just, they're taking care of business. It's, it's odd to see considering uh, what happened last year. Um, and they're going to win tonight, as you said. They're up at current. Currently, they're up twenty something, and I think it's the. It's got to be the fourth by now. Um, I don't know. I don't trust them to get the Nets, though. Yeah, Still. I mean, I, and I obviously game one was very, very tight overtime, right? right? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Still, that was a very close game, so that could have right. gone either way. But, but yeah, yesterday I mean, was that yesterday or Monday? Sorry, Monday when. They went, I was watching that game, and who was that guy? Who, I, honestly, 
I don't even think I remembered his his name when he was going. Oh, um, what's his name? Forbes, Forbes, uh, Bryn Forbes. He was shooting the lights out from three, and as a team, he was six and nine for three in the game. Pat Conson was five and nine. Chris Middleton was three of three. Um, yeah, they're as a team, they shot forty two percent from three, and they were just on fire in the beginning of the game. I think they went up like. 41 to 16 in the beginning of the game and they dominated for the rest which that was pretty pretty i don't know pretty shocking i did not expect that right yeah i, I was just gonna pretty much say the same thing of how game like monday's game and i i didn't get to see tonight's game which is going on currently but it from all indications it looks like both of those games just out of hand right from the start like look look, look the heat didn't even really didn't really uh know what hit them so right yeah over very quickly there and uh yeah and i was surprised um sorry to cut you off i was surprised that uh i mean it was we said game one was very close could have gone either way overtime crazy game that was a great game second game it was i mean i think they could have they could chalk that up to whatever the bucks had an outlier shooting night they went off i was very surprised tonight like they're back in miami now i think they he would be able to regroup um throw that game two out the window is kind of not gonna say it's a fluke but an outlier as i said um i thought they could i mean at least make it competitive at home and they really haven't in the whole game they it's uh i don't know what the closest margin was but it i every time i it has not been a close game which i'm very surprised about right all right, we'll move on to the Celtics and Nets. Don't have to spend too much time on this one because I don't, it's been like a minute. <laughs> you know, it's pretty much everyone expected. Celtics, yeah. uh, no secret, has not been Boston's year by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Tatum got hurt in game two, but it looks like he's going to be playing. Uh, in game three, so it looks like he'll be ready to go. Not that it probably won't really matter, to be honest, because, uh, you know, game two, game one was a little close at some points, but the second game on Tuesday, not at all. Right. So, you know, Brooklyn is, is really good. Not much to say, and, you know, they, they should sweep them. Like I, I, there's just no way around it at this point. Like it would be very surprising if they if it went five, in my opinion. You know, it's been interesting deep dive, and I feel like a lot of people are going to side. I'll I'll start over. This team, this Nets team, talent wise, it's dare I say more talented than the Warriors with Durant. We could go into a deep dive between each team player and matchups and all that. They're just so good. And in game two, when you guys have guys like Joe Harris, I mean, no disrespect to Joe Harris. I didn't mean it like that, but he's a great shooter and he's their like fifth best player. Um, He went seven of 10 from three. (laughs) That's insane. As a team, they shot like 45% from three in game two. The Nets did. Right, it's yeah, just, I, I it's think crazy. I, I don't know if I said on the episode two two episodes ago when Joey were on, or in a previous episode, but or even I don't even know if I even said it in an episode. But Joe Harris just he's like the perfect fit with this team. 
Right. Like he, like just, just a guy that just, right. If he needed him to hit a three, he's going to, <laughs> but like, there's literally no pressure on him whatsoever to, you know, bail them out. Cause if Joe Harris needs to bail him out and that means Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden are either hurt or just, they're all terrible, which is, that's never going to happen. All three of them playing where they're all, you know, one of them is going to go off on any given night. Like there's no way all three of them are going to have bad nights. So <laughs> Right. He's just like the perfect player for that team. Whoa, wait a second. Is this right? What? Do you know what Joe Harris is shooting from three this year? Uh, if I was going to guess, like 43%. 47.5. That's crazy. 47.5? Are you sure that's right? That's got to be right. I, I think that's right. Yeah. 47.5 from three. Fifty point five percent from the field, fourteen points a game. That's crazy. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that leads the league. Yeah, and he's done that. Uh, he did that two years ago as well. He shot yep. 40, 47 percent. So, yeah, for his career, he's a forty four percent shooter. So he mean. Yeah, and he's like, they got Blake Griffin too, and people. Like when he joined the clip, the Nets, I feel like that a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, he's a shell of his former self. He's he's not." And I mean, whatever. They were kind of writing him off a little bit, like not thinking much of it. But he isn't. I'm not gonna say he's in his prime, but he's still a very good player. Like he was an All Star in 2019. And then he's been hurt pretty much ever since then. And I feel like that's kind of why he was being criticized just because he hasn't, he's been hurt, but, you know, rejuvenated on a contender team, as opposed to the awful Pistons, like that could put a spark in your game as well. And he's been playing well too. Um, yeah, definitely some recency bias going on there. Yeah. And they just go so deep there. I, much as I hyped up the Sixers earlier, I they cannot beat this team. I don't know. Yeah, Nets are winning <laughs> it all. If LeBron beats this Nets team, if he beats the Nets team, what, what do does you that mean? make him? What does that make him? Well, I, it doesn't make him anything. He's he doesn't need to do anything else. It's just like Brady winning this year. It doesn't really mean much. Like, do you think he's better? He's the best if he beats the Nets this year. Yeah, he, he's already the best. He definitely is. Yeah, it, it's, it'd be a very... Well, no, that, that would just be, it'd be so impressive. That would be more impressive than, yeah. than the Warriors. Yeah. It would be. Just because the, the Lakers just, like, aren't... They're not like they're just not as good as they were last year. They weren't. They aren't. We'll get. I to feel them. like everyone, everyone's saying going into the year, like, oh, the Lakers are going to be even better now. They got Montrez Harrell, and like they're going to be like really, right. And we just, were too. At least I was. I think you said you predicted them to win it all too. I mean, this is before the Nets got Harden. Um, right. No, but, I know. No, I, yeah. I'm not like blaming either. If, yeah, I don't even remember if I said that. If I said if that, we or both other, did. If other people had said that, because it did look that way on paper, but right, it's just it's not the way the year played out you know they obviously they had some health concerns as well but they just haven't looked the same all year and now i mean we'll touch on it in a couple minutes here when they, we get to their series but you know it's tied up right now with the suns who knows they could even fall behind after tonight's game so 
Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see with that, but that would, that would be obviously a very, very compelling series is, yeah. just, uh, you know, that's what uh, I, I probably want to see as well. So, all right, we'll move on to the West. Uh, very interesting series, the Jazz and the Grizzlies tied up yeah. at one apiece. Uh, I feel like the Grizzlies kind of came out and shocked some people in game one where they, they, they kind of stole it there from, uh, from Utah. Biggest storyline in this one is definitely Donovan Mitchell and his the, the weird situation in game one, how he thought he was definitely ready to play, but, you know, he was out. So kind of a weird thing going on there. Uh, but he played really well in a, in last night's game. You know, he did his thing. Did uh, yeah, he led the team in scoring. Yep. Um, huge offensive output for the Jazz. Scored 141. Usually they're a little bit better in the defensive end. They let up 129. John ja Morant went off. He had the big 47 point game. Yeah. I believe he is the third most points scored in the first two postseason games of anyone in NBA history. I think I saw that. I believe it. So um, yep. definitely in some good company there. I believe Luca is number two and don't quite remember who, who topped that list, but you know, obviously he's having a very strong start to the postseason. And uh, yeah. What do you think here with this series? Do you think uh, the Grizzlies have a, a chance to make it more interesting or the jazz going to, you know, kind of uh, they got their feet together and they're going to you know control it the rest of the way. Um, I'm going to bet on the ladder there. Jazz will uh, kind of take control and play like play like a one seed should. Um, I mean, I you said it, and it's not. It's it is obvious that um, Donovan Mitchell now playing is going to influence that. Um, that the Jazz are going to t- kind of take control. Um, you know, the Grizzlies. They're fun just because I got Jaw, but outside of Jaw, they're they're really not good either. Um, like their second best player is who? Dylan Brooks, maybe. At least who's playing current like how they're playing now. Dylan Brooks is playing great, but I I don't see that as uh sustainable or to uh enough to take care of the jazz, especially with Donovan Mitchell playing. Um, cause he, without Donovan Mitchell, they only, only won by, I guess the final was three. The Grizzlies were kind of in control of that whole game. So it's kind of deceiving. There's only a literally one possession game by the end, but, um, they had, they had control. The Grizzlies did most of that game. And then this sec game two, Grizzlies or the jazz won by a 12, but at one point it was a cl- like towards the end, like going into the fourth, I think it might've been, it was very close game. Um, so that made it interesting too. I really like this, how the, it's a one and eight and it's this competitive. I know their star was out in Mitchell, but like, even like, we'll take it in the East. If like Simmons, we'll just say, we'll say Embiid was out. Like it would not be this close against the Wizards for the Sixers. So I really like this, how it's, it's competitive. Yeah, we will see. Uh, I mean, if I feel like if you're if you're the Jazz, right? If you're a Jazz fan or you're within that organization, like you know, the door is wide open for you to. It should be yours for the taking, to be honest. Like, what if, there was, if there was ever a moment like LeBron is being is a little vulnerable and like 
it's not a written in guarantee that he's going to make the finals where it has been for all of our lives practically right. it's right now so like and you're the one seed you're the best record in the west like your your path to the finals and you you wouldn't even have to face lebron until the conference finals right even if you had to correct correct so and there's a chance he might not even get there it, yeah. i mean as great of a chance as there ever, ever probably has been so i mean you really got to put it together if, you, if you're the jazz if you can't win it this year or make a deep run then I don't know if it's ever going to happen for you. So, right. They got to get right. And uh, if you're a Utah fan, then, you know, this is a, uh, this is your time, you know, don't, I don't think it, I don't think they're going to do it though. I just don't believe in them. I, I mean, I preseason, I predict them to miss the playoffs. That's how much I don't believe in the jazz, but right. um, I don't know. I don't see it. I think if they, if they made the finals and they play the nets, they get swept. Oh yeah. Like, and Sixers would beat them in like five or six. Right. Um, Bucks would beat them too. Wow. Celtics? I'm, just, I'm kidding. Wizards would beat them. Yeah. I could beat them. Clone you five times. You could do that. <laughs> five campaigns. Oh, well, we no, can get not, right into that, that series. Th- that series now, if you want. All right, uh, we'll move on to the 4-5 matchup oh. in the uh, West. Sorry, do you have anything else to say? I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. You did. Okay. All right, uh, the Mavs and the Clippers. Very surprising. Yeah, this is interesting. 2-0 Dallas at the moment. That was yesterday, right? No, Tuesday? Tuesday, correct. Tuesday, yep. Yeah, they play... Or no, they play on tomorrow, Friday. Okay. Yep. Uh, Luca in game two, nearly a triple double. Did he? He had a triple double in game one, right? Uh, I believe so. Right. And game game two, almost won. He had thirty nine seven and seven. I mean, that's so embarrassing. If you're the Clippers, it really is. You cannot yeah. go out like this. Like if you lose round round one after last year as being the perennial favorite. And you don't even make the conference finals. You've never made one in franchise history. It's that's so bad. That really that is, is bad. Kawhi and is 100% out the door if they if they lose here. He's a free agent this summer. Yes. Okay. Um, I believe so. I'm like 95% sure. Right. I. Uh, you know, I forget how this whole situation ended with Doc Rivers last year. Like, did he resign? Did they let fight? Like, what happened there? Do you remember? Was it like a mutual part ways type thing? I want to say that they fired him. Like, they told him he's gone. Keep talking about the series. I will fact check it. Look into that. Um, If that's true that they fired him and it was the Clippers' decision to move on from Doc Rivers, that is is one of the stupidest things I ever heard. To think that Doc Rivers was the reason that they didn't make the conference finals last year. Um, and then to go out and get Ty Lu, who is hardly even a basketball coach, if I'm being honest. <laughs> like he yeah, he won a finals, sure, but like we, we no one is not a single person believes that he impacted that series and that team that much honestly um back to the series uh 
Luca's playing fantastic. I mean, he's just, <laughs> he's just, uh, I don't know. He, he's, he's a very, very good player as, as everyone knows, I'm sure. Um, and outside of him, like they got Porzingis. Uh, he's, de- he's playing decent. I feel like he's not playing as well, or he's not as dominant as he was when he was with the Knicks. Part of that could be because he's not the best player in the team. So that could be part of it. Um, them outside of them too, like this team's really not that good. Like they're pretty thin as well. Um, so the fact that the Clippers are lost home court, they lost both of their home games against the Clippers, like or against the Mavs, sorry. Um, that's pretty embarrassing. And at this point, I I guess have to say the Mavs are gonna win the series. Like maybe they split in Dallas. And that's a three-one. I'm gonna. I don't know. At this point, I gotta take the Mavs. Which that'd be hilarious if the Clippers lose this. Yeah, very. It'd be hilarious, but very embarrassing as well. After reading a couple things about Doc Rivers here, I am not. I'm still kind of confused, to be honest. Because if uh-huh. you look at his Wikipedia page, it says that. On September 28th, 2020, Rivers stepped down following the Clippers' defeat to the Denver Nuggets in the conference semifinals. Okay. But if you look at other articles from, like, the date that it happened, it, it kind of says they kind of fired him. Maybe it was a mutual thing. I still don't really know. So it's kind of unclear what mm. exactly happened there. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I guess you look at it, you, you kind of want a fresh start, but – Looking at it just kind of comparatively, like you know, you think you're going to do better with with Ty Lue than than Rivers. I I don't I don't know. So it kind of you don't really know what's going on there. But yeah, so yeah, they, I mean, the, the Mavs are pretty thin outside of uh, Luca, but you know, it's something something's going on there. So I don't yeah. I don't know. All right, we'll move on to the three six series, which is the Another entertaining one, mm-hmm. uh, one that could potentially go seven games for sure. Any any other? I don't know if you said it for this one, but what what series? I guess we can take a step back here. Do, can you see going seven? Like you think the maybe Hawks Knicks could go seven? That is has to go seven. I feel like that's I bet on that going seven. Yeah, it's like bound to go seven at this point. Um. See, not the Sixers, Wizards, not the Nets, Celtics. Those are both gonna be sweeps. Uh, what's the other one? Heat well, definitely, definitely not Heat Bucks. That's gonna go probably five. I'd have to guess. Um, I'm, I'm still gonna. I still think Mavs Clippers could go seven. I I can see that definitely going seven. Maybe just because how good Kawhi is and like he can kick into another gear. Um, I still I think that's gonna. I'm gonna predict that to go six. Mavs Clippers. I'm going to predict the Jazz and Grizzlies to go six. Um, this one, I don't know. The Suns-Lakers, I think, will go seven, but we'll get to that. Ooh, I don't know about that. All right, so the, the series I was referring to was the uh, Nuggets and the Blazers. Yeah. Game one, what was the score? 123 to 109. Uh, Blazers take game one and Nuggets rebound take game two. Lillard had a fantastic game one and game two. Uh, game one, he had 34 and 13 assists. 
while um, making five threes, shooting 42% from the three-point line. And last night... 42 points, nine of 16 from three, 10 assists. Right. So... Crazy. Yeah, he's doing his thing per usual. Um, But yeah, this is definitely a very exciting, compelling series as well. Uh, You have the the MVP favorite here. Um, what do you think about this one? When do they play? Uh, is that tomorrow? Um, no, tonight. They, the game three is on Thursday to, as we are recording. Oh. Really? Yeah. On NBA TV. Um, okay. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, 1030. It's in about 20, 20 minutes. Right. So... This is a tough series. I think the Blazers are going to win it. Uh, could just be me. I've been kind of critical of Djokic. I know he's probably going to MVP. Kind of. What? <laughs> you said I've been kind of critical. I'm like, I don't even think it's been kind of. I Did I make a claim? It's been blatant. Did I make a claim of some sort on the preview that like I'm better than Jokic? Sounds about right. I think I am more talented than Jokic. Um, he's just big. Uh, but I just, I, without Jamal Murray, I don't see them winning. Murray is fantastic. He's obviously out for like, uh, I don't remember. Could be the whole calendar year. Um, when, when did it happen? It happened in like March. I think so. So yeah, you'd have to March. You may probably will. Maybe miss the opening of next season as well. I just don't see Jokic carrying a team. Um, I, I mean, I've said it many times. He's just not a good defensive player. However, uh, who's their big played his big man? Uh, Jurkic. He uh, he only had like seven last night. Which I mean, you got to score more than seven on Jokic if he's on you as their big. I feel like that's a pretty uh, significant reason why they lost by like 20 last night. The Blazers did. Um, I mean, Lillard's been carrying the Blazers for a while, but he needs guys. Anyone needs guys to step up. And I think uh, one of the inside guys inside the NBA guys was critical of Jurkic as well. Nurkic, sorry. Um, uh, Mind Jokic and uh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was critical of Nurkic. Um probably saying the same thing I was. I don't remember, but yeah, you got to, he went two of eight and with seven points. You, you got to do better against, against Jokic. Um, and you can't rely. I mean, I feel like the Blazers have gotten comfortable with relying on Lillard scoring like 40 a night sometimes for stretches, but yeah, you know, it's plain and simple. You need other guys like to step up other than your, other than your star, at least step up a little bit. McCollum's playing well. Um, I think Lord can carry them to to beat this Nuggets team. You think they're beating the? Uh, oh, they play. Sorry, never mind. They would they wouldn't play the Jazz. They play the Suns, Lakers. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Definitely. You're right. You're gonna need some more uh, contributions if you're gonna, you know, win this series and go a little bit further as well. So you're you're gonna need guys to step up on a consistent basis. You know, the, the McCollum has been playing well and 
a guy can have a good night here and there, but yeah, need a little bit more consistency if you're Portland and it's going to be a very close series. I really don't know who's going to win. Um, kind of would, would want Portland to win just to get it there. You know, they're the slight underdog and Lillard is top five, probably most exciting player to watch in the NBA. Sure, yeah. I guess that's fair to say. So I'm going to be rooting for guys like that. So yeah, we will see. Definitely going to be one that has the potential to go seven and we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, we'll move on to our final series here. A very interesting one and will kind of dictate how the rest of the playoffs go, to be honest. I mean, that'd be very weird to not have LeBron in the, uh, in knocked out in the first round. That is something, right. I mean, the, the year they didn't make the playoffs, um, that was weird, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, one, one, uh, game three just tipped off just about a minute ago. So we're starting here in game three. And uh, you think this is going to go seven, as you said, a couple minutes ago, expand. Yeah. What'd you say? I said, expand upon that. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think there are many uh, LeBron, bigger LeBron James fans than, than myself. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there, there, there has to be whatever people from Akron, Ohio, his mom. Okay. Put me right below his mom. And like in the midst of that Akron population. Okay. Um, so anyone would, outside the city, city limits, you're, you're going to put yourself at the top. Right. One V one me in, in LeBron fandom. Uh, so I, uh, I defend LeBron all the time. I'll defend him till I die. I will die for his honor um, and Whoa. harp on how good he is, how dominant he is, which is true. Uh, I'm going to admit that I think that he may be declining. For the, This may be the first time I see, I see a slight decline in LeBron and not necessarily Those his entire you can't take back once you put him out there. No, well, maybe I could take him back if he kicks into another gear, but, uh, so I'm not completely, uh, burying myself here, but, uh, just as a score, you can tell his, his points per game has, it's as low as it's been this year than it has since like his second year, I think. Um, now he's still his assist totals are still where they are still good. Uh so he and he his presence alone, like he's affecting the game um a lot. And he's still the best player on the court, but like I just don't see him as dominant twenty eighteen LeBron James when he had fifty one against the Warriors in game one of the finals. Like I don't see him being that anymore. Um this is hard for me to accept, but it's true. I think. Uh, why did I start talking about this? Just okay to go into the whole Lakers. You said it before, like it's just not as good of a Lakers team as they were last year. And you know what? Part of it, just go back to LeBron thing. I guess it's he is injured. I I don't. When he made that quote saying he'll never be 100 percent the rest of his career, probably like I didn't buy it. I think it's just kind of an excuse. Is LeBron theatrics? Um. 
but the truth is like he's been hurt this year more than he's been in a long time anthony davis has made a glass he's been hurt for a long time like a lot of this year too so their two star superstars are i there's some wear and tear on them this year um you know, rounding out the depth of their front court, like Drummond's a solid player. Harrell's a solid player too. Their guard plays isn't that great. Schroeder, I'll give Schroeder his, his credit. He's been playing well. Like they're, I don't know, outside of like, outside of LeBron AD, like they're just like a, there's like a decent players. Like there's a lot of, a lot of like the definition of role players, I guess you could say. Um I'm rooting hard for the Lakers, though, obviously. I will flip over to the Suns side. Uh, Suns are fantastic. I think fully healthy. Um, they're better than the Jazz. Like they, I think Joey called them the true one seed in the West. I agree. Um, however, Chris Paul's been hurt. Uh, he got hurt in game one. Uh, he started game two. Clearly, he didn't look the same. Um he playing tonight? Oh uh, yes, he is. I think. I can look at the screen right now. I'll tell you. Yeah, he is. He He's is. dribbling the ball right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, without Chris Paul, though, I see the Lakers winning. Like this is just the Suns of last year. Which, I mean, they took a big step this year because they added Chris Paul, and yeah, like they're and not they, bad. And they played well. At yeah, the end they of still last played year. well. Right without. It, Obviously, they had the 8-0 run to end their season last year. Still a great team without Chris Paul, in my opinion. But, I mean, he's the obviously the reason they went from out of the playoffs last year to the 2C this year. So, um, I think he's the X factor. If he's – I mean, he's playing, but he's not what he – he's not playing – he's not 100%. So, that's, that's going to be the main factor for them. Uh Everyone wants to talk about campaign. Everyone. Everyone does. Everyone wants to talk about campaign. Um, right, so it briefly, just give a brief 30 to 45 second context of your history with uh, campaign for people that may not know for the listeners. Okay. All right. Um, ever, huge Russell Westbrook fan. I am. Not campaign. Actually, campaign probably is too. Uh, but I'm a huge Russell Westbrook fan. Um, I watched Russell Westbrook very closely throughout his MVP season in 2016-17. Westbrook would usually start the second quarter on the bench, and Cameron Payne would come in for him. And he was the worst basketball player I've ever watched. And I've played a lot of basketball with Joey, so that's saying a lot. Um, He sucked. And I've disliked him ever since. You know, it's I don't want to say I don't like him as a human, but, like, he's just so bad. And I've made... He's so bad that you have to assume that it kind of spills over to his personality. Right. And you know what? He he got ejected in game two. So, like, he's got something going on. So he's a scumbag. Yeah, a little bit. So I've DM'd him several times saying, like, play me one-on-one. I can beat you. I've told so many people I can beat him one-on-one. I clicked on his profile, his player profile right now. Um, Guess who has the same exact body dimensions as campaign? Me. 
I could so take him. We're, we are identical sizes, 6'1", 183. Oh, so you. Oh, me. Yeah, I said me. Oh, I, I have I the same dimensions as campaign, which has been unbeknownst to me this whole time as I've been making these claims that I could beat him one-on-one. Now I could definitely beat him one-on-one. We're the same exact body type. Um, and, I mean, pretty equivalent talent level, I'd say. Okay, but anyway, back to campaign. I guess everyone everyone wants to talk about him because like he's allegedly re- resurrected his career by uh, I, he was out of the NBA after his stint with the Thunder, which everyone saw how bad he was. He was out of the NBA, played overseas for a little bit, I think. Sun signed him for the bubble last year, and he I guess kind of played well last year. I don't really remember. Um, and people are like saying like, oh, he's most improved player of the year this year. Like the dude averages eight points a game. Come on. Yeah, he's Let's not. Real. Let's be real. Hey, yeah, he wasn't even on the three finalists. I I haven't heard anyone say he's most improved player of the year. Throughout the year, there was like, uh, I don't know, people were like, he was like mentioned. You follow a bunch of campaign fan pages on your burner account. Yeah. Getting fights with them. <laughs> I don't think you need a burner account for that one. I think uh, no, you would do that. You you have enough confidence to do it for your main account. Right. All right. Well, yeah, so there's a little bit of the history of uh, Cameron Payne uh, if, for anyone who didn't know. So if you ever hear us reference that, that there you, you know the reason why. Um, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I, I still think the Lakers will take this one in six, and we'll see from there. I mean, I think we both said in the, on the episode two, the two episodes ago, the playoff preview, that we, we both see the Lakers still making the finals. So um we will see and it'll be certainly weird if they if they get eliminated here all right uh we will transition to the last couple of minutes of our show here to, uh, to talk about some sports betting uh i i was i was tempted i was kind of holding myself back i wanted to intertwine it with our with our series talk but i was saving it here and now i kind of forget what i was going to say anyway so i don't really know but I kind of alluded to it with the Hawks and uh, Nick series, how, it, and I, that kind of goes for all of them, to be honest. I've been, uh, I feel like it's not really a secret, but I feel like playoff basketball is typically, I don't really have any numbers to back this up. Again, this is a no notes podcast, but playoff basketball, usually slower, slower pace and a little bit lower scoring than the regular season. A little bit more defense is being played. Obviously, the intensity is ratcheted up and whatnot. So I've been doing... What I've been doing is, you know, I don't really have the stones quite to pull the trigger on the under, uh, the, the true under. But I, I alter the point spread uh, to... I don't know. To, to, you know, obviously, the over-under is usually going to be around 110, minus 110 for that. Yeah, like how much do you... How many points do you usually alter it by? Whatever gets me to like around minus two fifty. Oh, okay. And then I parlay probably the three games that are on that night. So if you do a three leg parlay and they're all minus two fifty, probably gonna get you around plus like I don't really know, one fifty maybe, maybe plus two hundred, something like that. So, you know, something that you have a good chance of and with with that narrative in mind of the uh like for example, I'll give you an example for tonight. I did the Bucks Heat under two thirty four point five. And then the Suns Lakers under 219.5. And those odds respectively were minus 250 and minus 245. Okay. So, you know, the, the Bucks heat hit the hit that adjusted under already. 
and we will see about the Suns Lakers. So that's kind of that's kind of been my bread and butter over the past few days. Um, what do you think about that? I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I like those. I agree with everything about how there's lower scoring games, more defense in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I I disagree. I, I don't know what else I could add. I'm going to open up Fendel right now just to, just to see some fun things, what they got available. Because I haven't been on Fendel in a long time, to be honest. Right. So that's kind of where I've been living at. I don't really uh, – you know, unless I have a strong inclination on a game, I don't really, I tend to stray away from the, uh, you know, the spreads and the money lines. I'm kind of just sticking to point totals at this point, just going off of that narrative. And that's, you know, seemed to be working with me for the past uh, week or so. So it's kind of where I've been living in terms of NBA stuff. Uh, you know, you, everyone knows what we're going to say about the MLB, you know, our, our, our FI. Yes, and our FI, uh, no run first inning, if anyone is not familiar. And it's just plain and simple. I mean, you look for the matchup of the day where the best pitchers are going at it, the best one you can find. There's some days that are just perfect. Like, there's three of them where you just know that they're going to hit. Right. And I'm trying to find what it was a couple days ago where I really did well on it. Maybe it was let's see let's see if i can find it no it wasn't it wasn't maybe it was okay here it is it was i think musgrove and burns was it flaherty giolito flaherty giolito and it was philly's marlins so i think it was maybe trevor rogers was pitching okay so I don't really know. I don't really remember. But there's some days where it's just pristine. Like, the, right. it's just it, – it's too good to pass up. So – and those odds, if it's a good pitching matchup, usually sit around one four, minus 140, minus 150. Uh, you get some weaker pitchers, it goes up to, like – could even be plus money if it's a really bad pitching matchup. So that's kind of the the, the scope of things where you're looking at there. And, you know, it's it's quick. So, you know, if you're not a huge baseball fan and you just want to get in and out there with your bets, you only have to pay attention to the first inning. So um, it's good for that as well. So I don't know. I, I just think it's a it's a good bet and it's definitely it has some value sometimes. So um, I'm at uh, NBA wagers on FanDuel right now. Who do you think will win the Hawks Knicks series? Who do you have Hawks or Knicks? Who do I think? Yeah. I'm going to say, I mean, I really want the the Knicks, but I, I think the Hawks are going to edge him out in seven. What do you think the odds are for Hawks to win in seven to be? Exactly in seven? Yeah. Hawks win 4-3. Plus 600. Mm, okay, they're plus four hundred. I honestly feel like that's a great value, but I guess I guess I may be off if you think it should be plus six hundred. Knicks are plus three forty to win in seven. I don't know. I think I would may entertain that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're we're thinking it'll go seven, but again, it's not a guarantee at this point, too. Right. So. 
I don't know. I just I just said it because I mean there, there's so many outcomes I feel like it could be. Of right. Still, like to get that exactly right, the Hawks to win in seven. One, there's six different outcomes. Right. So, I feel like it makes sense. So. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else you want to touch on? I mean, that's kind of where I've been sticking, and I've yeah. it's been working for me generally. Uh, I, I hit a five leg parlay. Oh. Yesterday, it was a free bet too. They. What were the Draft, units? DraftKings was doing a. Uh, again, another opt in or another bonus type thing where, if you do a twenty five dollar or more bet on an NBA game, you get a five dollar free bet. Okay. So I've been doing that the past two nights. And the five leg parlay that I did, I think I sent it to you, was Sixers. So I if I'm gonna bet on uh what I like to do, if you're gonna bet money line on, on a on a I guess anyone really, I just like to just give a minus one or minus two. Because like what are the odds that they only they win by right. one point? So in like an NBA game, you know what I mean? So yeah. I did the favorites in I think it was last night's game, all minus two. So Sixers minus two, Knicks minus two, and Jazz minus two. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and then I did uh, Braves Red Sox over seven and a half runs. That was an adjusted total, and then Rays Royals under nine runs because Glass now was pitching in that right. game. Right. Okay. And they all hit. That all hit. So That's I great. mean, but it was it was a free bet, free five dollars, and you know the the odds for all those legs were minus 305, minus 112, minus 335, minus 335, minus 265. So it comes out to plus 480, 489. And I got, I got 25 bucks. So nice. And it was a free bet. So it worked out. And um, yeah, so I, I feel good about that one. You know, it doesn't, doesn't happen quite too often. Even, even if the odds are minus 300, the odds of a five leg parlay don't right. Really happen too much so it was good good to get that one um all right that's all i have be sure to gamble responsibly folks yeah and uh um, as always yeah all right we will uh we'll catch you next time folks thank you for listening enjoy the nba playoffs enjoy the nhl playoffs i know we didn't really say much about them but um they're always a fun time as well so be on the lookout for that And we will catch you next week with another episode. See you. Bye.